gospel today is from the sixth chapter of John. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. And then they said to him, What must we do to perform the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then, so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, Give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Here ends the reading. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me, please? Come, Holy Spirit, and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit that we may be created and that you may renew the face of the earth. Lead us past our hunger, past our thirst, and past our fixation on filling ourselves. Lead us to Jesus, the one full of your life. Amen. Last week we had in uh, the earlier part of this chapter of John's Gospel the story, uh, a very familiar story to us all. Five loaves and two fishes and 5,000 men plus all the women and children, the miraculous feeding of the multitude. And the, the impact of that story and the importance of that story was this abundance. Uh, and last week, Rebecca from uh, over at Calvary uh, preached on that and how God provides abundantly for us even when we think we have very little to add or to offer. This week we continue in that same chapter of John in the sixth chapter. And John, I got to tell you, is uh, a, a little bit of a tussle to deal with as a, as a text. Um, John doesn't take a straight line through anything. He doesn't start here and give you all the steps and run in a straight line to a conclusion. He never does that. John talks in circles a lot. Um, which is actually an ancient technique of telling stories. So what we have is a discourse here, and for the rest of chapter 6, and we've got the next section of it today, the rest of chapter 6, there's a whole discourse on this whole idea of bread. And we're going to talk about bread again today. We talked about it last week, and guess what? There'll be more bread next week. Um, so get ready for bread. But but we're going to try to get past the bread part of it and try to get, past, get, get to what John is trying to tell us about Jesus today. 
So to do that, I want you to all grab your bulletin and have the text in front of you, because we're going to kind of walk through this, this little uh, description. Um, so this might feel more like Bible study today than sermon a little bit, but we'll, I promise we'll get to a point. <laughs> so, uh, so I want, uh, there's a little part we didn't read, the two verses before this, and the first uh, three words of that are the next day. And I wanted to bring that up to you all because this story we had last week about the miraculous feeding, we're one day away from that, exactly one day away from that. So we're right on the heels of it. People shouldn't have forgotten this, right? But, so they go searching for Jesus. That's where we pick up here. Jesus has gone away to the other side of the sea, his disciples with him, and the crowd starts to search for him. So they go looking for Jesus. And what do you think they wanted? What are they looking for? Maybe it's a free lunch, right? They got one free lunch, a pretty good one. So, and everybody likes free food. So maybe it's a free lunch. Maybe they're curious. They wonder what's going on. Maybe they're looking for a sign. This was a great sign that was done before. And Jesus sort of, when they get there and they find him, he sort of calls them out on that. Um, and I'm, I wonder if there was half of a wink in his eye when he, when he said that little bit. You, you're looking for me, he says in verse 26, because you saw signs. Not because you saw a sign, but because you're hungry. Because you want your full of the lo- fill of the loaves. Um, you'll want a cheap free meal. Um, uh, is kind of what he winks at them, I think. So I wonder if he's teasing a little bit. You know, if he's just kind of, you know, what are you guys really here for? Uh, but teasing sometimes has a purpose. Think a little bit about what Jesus' purpose might be in teasing the crowd that way. Think about that for him. Hold that thought. So he goes on and he says, don't work for the food that perishes. Brian said some great things about what happens to bread if it sits on the shelf too long, right? And uh, it gets stale and it can get moldy. So food that perishes. Jesus says, look for food that endures endures for eternal life that the son of man will give you so jesus is starting here to hint at what might be the real thing that's going on with the bread it's not just about a free lunch and abundant food for our bellies interestingly the crowd doesn't really take to that they just say well what do we have to do what's that mindset about See, what do we have to, what works must we do to perform the works of God? They want a deal. They want a bargain. You know, what do I have to do to get in on this gig? They're asking, which is an ancient question and I think one we still ask today of God uh, very often. You know, what do I have to do to satisfy God? What does God expect of me? And if I do those things, I'll get goodies back. You know, go to church regularly, say my prayers regularly give away money, all of those things. We we wonder if we can buy our way or exchange our way or deal our way into into God's life and God's righteousness. Jesus gives them a little bit of a different answer. He says, this is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. Who? Who's that? Who has God sent? The crowd might be wondering. I don't know that they wonder very long, but interestingly, God turns their question about what we have to do into what God has done or is doing. The work of God is 
to believe in the one who was sent. So they pick up on that. This is now verse 30. What sign are you going to give us then? What sign are you going to give us then? If you are hinting at the idea, Jesus, that you might be this one that God has sent, so what? prove it to us. Show us the sign. Remember now, we're one day away from Jesus using five loaves and two fishes to feed this whole crowd, and they want another sign. What does that tell you about the crowd? They really, really want their proof, don't they? Don't we? Don't we like our proof too? What signs do we wonder about and ask for? They also go on to tell him a story or remind Jesus of a story. Our ancestors ate manna in in the wilderness. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. They're referring to a story that you're probably familiar with a little bit and in the other readings for today, this story is part of them. It's the Exodus story. It's right after the Israelites have crossed over the Red Sea. The, uh, the Pharaoh's army is, is drowned in the, in the great uh, fantastic scene there. And then they're beginning their wander back to the Holy Land. And guess what? There's not much food in the desert. And they're all wondering about starving. And they're all asking, you know, did, God, did you bring us out here just to starve us? We at least got bread back when we were slaves. And they complain, and they complain. And God says, okay, here's your bread. And this fine, dewy stuff falls on the grass overnight and is there in the morning. And their question, even when they get that, after uh, they complain and Moses tells them that God is going to provide, they look at that and they say, mana, mana, which in Hebrew is, what? (laughs) What? What is it? Well, duh, Moses says, it's the bread. Um, But interestingly, their their question of God is a what question. And in front of Jesus now, these crowds, they bring up that whole story. You know, what are the works of God? And they're thinking like Israelites think. They've thought this way for hundreds of years. What? Show me a sign. What can you do for me? What do I have to do for you? So all of that is part of the dialogue. Jesus responds uh, to the reminder to this story to say this. Very truly, I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread. Because they're referring to their great prophet, priest, leader, Moses. And he's the one they said that gave them the bread. It wasn't Moses, Jesus said. He says, my father gives you true bread. Not just bread, but true bread. The bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Now they get interested. There's a what right in front of them. Bread that comes down from heaven. Free meals? Maybe something else. Maybe they're getting it a little bit, but they like the what of this because get the response. Sir, give us this bread always. Yeah, we want that bread. We want that easy thing. We want that gift. We want to be taken care of in that way. And I think here's where we come to the part of the story where Jesus sees, and maybe he has seen all along 
And maybe this discourse, this dialogue, is something that he has been working his way towards with these folks. But he sees an opportunity to explain something important for all those crowds, but I think for us too. Yes, he says, you're looking for something. I know you're looking for something. There are empty places in your lives. There are empty places in your life, in my life, in all lives. For some, their stomachs are empty. So bread and water and fish are what's needed. But there is more that's needed. For some, there are hollow hearts or restless souls, weary or ailing bodies, anxious minds. Those people by the lakeshore all those many years ago and so many of us that have followed after them are hungry and thirsty in so very many ways. And yes, Jesus knows this. Jesus knows that bread is not enough. And Jesus tells the crowd and he tells us something about the answer. The answer for our hungers, for our thirsts, for our emptiness is not a what. It's not a where. And it's not a when. The answer, Jesus says, is a who. I am the bread of life. I am the bread you need. I am the life you are given. Come with me. My life endures. Trust in me. My presence is true. I am with you. Be with me. Jesus says together, we will do more than eat, more than drink, more than survive, more than exist. We will live. Amen.